about to win so big. Tell my hydraulic money. Yeah. Money coming in. Tell me what's the program? 25 days of cushion. Yeah, get with the program. Show they want their way. Get the program. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Another week, another episode. Tonight is a victory pod, and I want to start this thing off with a story. And it all starts last weekend, Louisville, Kentucky. We came, we saw, we got conquered. But on my way home... While I was still in West Virginia. This is why they call me a visionary people. Well, they don't call me. Twitter calls me. This is my Twitter handle. You know it is. Anyway, I before I crossed that Virginia line, I placed money on the Virginia Tech money line to beat Boston College because all week you saw the projections, all the data people had Boston College. Probable to win. Well, as the late, great Martin Luther King Jr. once said, somebody told a lie one day because we shipped up to Boston. We climbed the green monster. We found Paul Revere. We took Paul Revere. We stuffed Paul Revere up his horse's ass, and we beat Boston College on Saturday in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. But before we get into that, we had a whole bunch of other hokey news and happenings before then. And to join me to talk about that is my man, Grayson Winbish, back in the Terra Dome. How you doing? One, thank you. Also, that introduction, Dan, I mean, I mean, energetic across across the board. You got to love that, man. Shout out to Boston Tea Party and the British emphatic win for uh team usa back uh in the late 1700s um i'm fantastic man i always appreciate you allowing me to come on and and do this victory podcasts are always fun uh and and so i'm always happy to talk about uh us winning in anything uh but specifically football it's i mean it's just extra fun um to your point dan there were a lot of uh I guess what we could call ho- hokey happenings, hokey news. Uh, we would uh, we would be foolish to not acknowledge those happenings. Uh, to to put some respect on the women's basketball team, the men's basketball team, and the wrestling team. Uh, unfortunately, all three of those teams that I just mentioned this past week uh, lost big matchups. Notably, we played the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, in game two for the women's basketball uh, team. And we lost. We we came up four points short against the number three Iowa Hawkeyes led by Caitlin Clark, who is an absolute menace to society, one of the best uh, women's – she's the best player in the country when it comes to women's basketball. And by the time it's all said and done, we'll probably be one of the best, if not the best, 
women's basketball player ever. I mean, she's special, dude. She's a problem. She had 44 points against our girls. And, um, you know, I uh, 13 of those came from the free throw line. I, you know, I'm, I, that's all I'm going to say. She went to the free throw line quite a bit. It seemed as though anytime you kind of breathe in her direction, that whistle gets blown. I digress. You know, they're a very good team, but that was very frustrating. And the Iowa Hawkeye fans, dude, if you speak any dirt, if you get jokes off about Clark, it is raps. They will find your ass and they will let you have it. Uh, I had people in my DMs. I had people in my mentions saying, you know, you're a punk. Eat this loser, yada, yada, yada. I was like, oh, my gosh. Iowa fans are kind of jerks. Didn't know it was that serious. But, hey, man, that's their girl. So I, I got to respect that. Uh, I also have to respect Georgia Amor for having a career-high 31 points that ESPN never, ever wants to talk about. Uh, we have one of the best point guards in the country. Put some respect on number five's name, uh, please, and thank you. Uh, our girls are going to be fine. We have, uh, we you know, some exciting matchups coming up, most notably number one LSU, although I don't know if they're number one anymore because the Tigers lost to the Colorado Buffaloes, uh, who are also ranked. But we face the Tigers in Baton Rouge on November 30th. So that'll – two big matchups in the month of November out of conference. Um, Dan, any thoughts on the, on the women's basketball game? Did you have a chance to watch that? I did, man. Um... First of all, Georgia Amor, man, had her on the pod, made her, made me even more of a fan of her after having an hour or so conversation with her. But every time those lights get bright, she shines so yep. much. Yep. She is like when people speak about that clutch gene, she has ice cold water in her veins, man. She is just a killer. And I know we talked about this off air, but if Virginia Tech was ever going to do it, retiring five and 33 in women's basketball would be 1,000% appropriate. I even endorsed, and I tweeted, build a Georgia statue outside of Castle because she deserves it. If so, Dude, I, hey, listen, I'm with you. We did talk about this off air. We talked on the phone the other day about this. We, I think we've retired two women's basketball players' numbers. And the last time we retired one, it, I mean, it's been a long time. It's been a very, very long time. I, I researched it. Virginia Tech, at least the football team, has a policy now where they don't retire numbers anymore. I don't know if that is a, a an academic, or excuse me, an athletic department wide mandate i'm not sure what the situation is there but uh dude if you were to retire five and 33 for the women's basketball team i think it is the most deserved thing you could ever conjure up and i think if you ask any virginia tech fan they would tell you the same thing dude what those and you can't leave out kayla king uh but also, at the same time, man, what those two girls, what those two women have done for Virginia Tech women's basketball is, I mean, they're they're like, I say this, really, they're like the Michael Vick of it. Like, they put us on the map. Like, they, and and Coach, Coach Kenny's done a great job. Coach Brooks, I mean, he's done a phenomenal job. But, like, Georgia and Liz, dude, are different. Like, they are just a different caliber 
of player. We've just never seen that level of talent in Blacksburg. So, dude, I'm I'm thrilled about this upcoming season. I'm stoked on it. Um, and I hope they make a run. I hope we see the Hawkeyes again, dog. You know, I, I even talked about that with some of their fans who were actually more friendly uh, on, on X or Twitter, whatever the hell it's called these days, X. And uh, they said, dude, we, we hope we see y'all again. I'm like, absolutely. I'd love to run it back. And especially in March, get out of town. Come on. Uh, inject that into my veins. Um, another, another loss, uh, the men's basketball team, Mike Young and, and the, and the fellas, Lost to the South Carolina Gamecocks on Friday evening, seventy-nine to seventy-seven. That was a was a close game. Uh, not our best showing. Um, I think we're always good for a, a early season November loss. That probably shouldn't happen. Uh, I didn't get to watch all of that game. I only got to watch some of it. And from what I could tell, it just seemed like we were just off from the beginning. Uh, that's what it seemed like at at the start because I was watching it at the start and I'm like, yeah, uh, we can't, we just couldn't hit anything. Like nothing was, nothing was falling. And um, I don't know, man, like I, that, that one was a little frustrating because I don't think, and not to disrespect South Carolina, I don't think I was talking to a buddy of mine. who's a, a South Carolina alum. And he said, Grayson, like our basketball team is not very good, dude. Like you, you guys kind of lost to a, like a not great team. And so to hear that, I understand early in the season, but at a neutral site, but I heard that and I was like, damn, uh, not great, but those are, you know, the fellas will be fine. And I'm I equally as excited about that season and here pretty soon, you know, as you gotta, as you kind of get into later December and January, dude, you're going to get into conference play and it's going to be sweet. So um, anything to add there, Dan, uh, about the, the men's basketball team? Not really. Um, I didn't get to watch it. Uh, but yeah. I heard. I mean, I it felt like an egregious loss to me, just because I I don't feel like. I mean, if you told me we lost to South Carolina in women's basketball, I would be like, okay. But like, Tech losing to South Carolina men's basketball, it feels like um, they should win games like that. Maybe that's just like the. ACC fan of me thinking that our basketball conference is just above almost everybody. Like you should, you should win. Like South Carolina is not a top SEC team like Alabama or Kentucky right, or Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. So like you should, you should win those games. Um, like I said, didn't get to watch. Didn't see what happened. Can't really weigh in on it. People on Twitter. Probably really don't want me to, but you know, I just, uh, yeah, I didn't get to see it, so I just know like what probably it didn't feel like a good look, you know? Right? Yeah, yeah, it didn't feel like a good look. Uh, and I'm I'm just kind of curious, man, like how the season's gonna go. Last year was a little bit of a fluke. We had a bit of a down year, and definitely, um, somebody said it basically kind of riding the high of 2022. It's like, it's time to move on from that ACC title, bro. It's like, this is an entirely new team. And uh, so, yeah, there's some stuff there we got to figure out. And I, I'm, I, I trust coach young to do that. And I trust his staff to do that, but it's uh, that one was a little disheartening, you know, 
probably a little bit more so than us losing to a Caitlin Clark-led Iowa uh, who played in the national championship last year. Um, so, yeah, but it is what it is. It is. You move on. Um, and then I the, just wanted uh, to note, I just wanted yeah. to note, UConn, as we record this, lost to NC State in basketball, women, oh. today. Whoa. So, all these top teams, the way it's looking right now, Pokey's got a real shot if they stay the course, because we could have beat Iowa. We didn't do enough in that game. We went cold too many times. Um, could have beat them. Uh, it took 44 from Caitlin Clark for them to beat us by four points. Uh, Carly Wenzel, 100% from the field. Amazing player. Strong yep. kidneys because she took a shot. Um, she's going to be a dog. Uh, at just... Women's basketball is anybody's game. I mean, it is only November, but the way it's looking right now, we can compete with any of the teams in front of us, rank ranking wise. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how it pays up. Plays out. I I agree, man. We got some newcomers on this team, um, and uh, and and they they held their own against Iowa, and you know you put them under the lights and. They're they're the new kids on the block, and it's it's a great that's a great way to to instill confidence in these younger players like Matilda and and uh, Wenzel, uh, and so, um, you know it's tough there. Like Kayla got into, I would say I would say Kayla King's probably our best defensive player. You know she wanted to put the clamps on Caitlin, and uh, I mean she was in foul trouble. She had three fouls in the first quarter. It's like what? Like how does? How does that happen? Now, you know, the zebras were heavy on that whistle. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, and we can move Yeah. On. I mean, Kenny's done a great job as far as replacing production. I mean, last year he replaced what, what Aisha Shepard was able to do two years ago with – um. now he had Taylor Soul, He had uh, KT. Um, and then this yeah, year he brings in Eck and a couple people, you know, and they're – they're playing. It doesn't feel like we lost a step anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like I said, I think it's just really important for those younger uh, players to just get reps and and get cozy, get comfortable, because you're going to be the ones out there uh, out until March, dude. So buckle up. It's time to go. Um, very, very excited about that. Uh, also, real quick. The wrestling team lost to the blue blood. That is the Ohio State Buckeyes, uh, 24 to 12. Bryce Andonian, Lewis, and what you say, Sam? Uh, Latona. Sam Latona, baby. Took him yep. for a ride down the Latona 500. Yep. Those guys got victories. And it uh, looks like Bryce Andonian's healthy. I was, I, I don't think I knew he was banged up a little bit, but uh, he's back, which is, they call him the human highlight reel. So, Shout out to Coach Roby and the wrestling team. Uh, you know, I, Ohio State's one of the best in, in in the country, dude. They've been doing it the best for a long, long time. And so uh, the fact that we're even having those matches and we've had those matches with the Buckeyes uh, is is great. It's great for the program. And so uh, excited about it, obviously, to, to lose to them. You know, I don't want to say I expected to lose, but – you know, they they really in every fathomable, imaginable definition, they are a wrestling blue blood. They are just one of the best in the country. So 
Uh, That's facts. We'll, we'll, we should. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. If I'm keeping it a buck, we should not have lost that duel. We should have beat Ohio State. They, the we we failed in that regard. But those are my guys. I ride with my guys. We're gonna be all right. We beat the hell out of American tonight, which is what's supposed to happen. And uh, yeah, man, I got I got a lot of faith in these guys to get it figured out. You know, first mat, first you know, duel, first match of the year, trying to figure out rotations, who who belong. Like, you know, like there's a lot that goes into it. And Ohio State's a tough one to have that first one against, but they they gonna get it right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I'm confident in that, and uh, again, you know, really do believe in Coach Roby and what he's built in Blacksburg, and we're we're on our way, and we have been for a while, but we uh, we got a solid squad, dude, and we keep recruiting really well there, uh, which is very very exciting, and uh, makes me makes me feel good about things going forward. Um, Dan, you ready to talk about the meat and potatoes of why you do this every week? Brother, uh, we drop kicked some damn Murphys, baby. 48 to 22 in Chestnut Hill. The Hokies are sitting at five and five, man. If again, after every win, I say this and it's stupid, but it's like I had us going six and six at the beginning of this season. And, but the way the season started with the losses to Rutgers and, and Purdue and Marshall. It's like, bro, they ain't no way. Like, it's just not going to happen. And the team has grown up right in front of our eyes. Uh, we have a quarterback, which is sick. Kyron Drones yesterday. These numbers are pretty sweet. 12 for 17, 219 yards, two touchdowns. And had 20, actually, he ran the ball 20 times for 135 yards. Which is, uh, I was worried, dude, that he was going to go down on one of those plays and not get back up. I was like, they are running him ragged, you know. He's a, he's a, he's all over the field. So, um, yeah, man, it, just a very complete win in double digits. Dude, we had him thirty-one to seven at halftime, which is wild. Uh, other players on the ground, Basil Sutton had a hat trick, baby. 16 carries for 78 yards, average 4.9 yards per carry. We got Malachi Thomas out there. He had a touchdown. He only carried the ball three times and had 38 yards. A lot of the a lot of the running backs actually yesterday got touches. Chance Black, Bryce Duke, Jeremiah Coney. Um, and you know, we saw we did see Grant Wells, and we saw uh, Malachi, or excuse me, Pop Watson run. Uh, everyone was was running. You know, all things considered, like the offensive line, minus a few penalties here and there, they played pretty solid. You know, like I, I was pleased. Um, any thoughts on the rushing attack yesterday, Dan? Yeah, I mean, there was a lot, a lot of running. Uh <laughs> Wherever I went, I was running. Um, <laughs> but yeah, nah, it was a, it was dude. Tyler Bowen was in his bag, bro. Like it was crazy. Just the way we just imposed our will 
on that team. It was like, y'all are better than us, and we're just going to show you. For four quarters, we're going to kick the shit out of you, um, which was refreshing because the way that game started, if you flashback, 2022, first game in lane under the prior era, tight end, Phil Dracovic, first play of the game, interception to Armani Chapman. Fast forward, 2023, Chestnut Hill, first throw of the game for Castellanos, interception, Dorian Strong, we go down, we get three, they get back on offense, we're not closing escape lanes, Castellanos and their running back are going crazy. And then Chris Marv looked the devil in his face and he said, not today, Satan, not today. And we shut that shit down the rest of the way. That's a fact. You know, it was very dominant, uh, impressive offensive performance. The receiving court, eight. Uh, Daquan Felton, four receptions for 101 yards. Averaged 25.2 yards per reception. Uh, reception, excuse me. Um, Daquan Wright had a big day on uh, on Saturday. Four Four receptions for 58 yards, average 14.5 yards of reception. Daquan Wright is deceptively shifty in open space. He's like fast. And for for a guy with his build, like like he reminds me a lot of Greg Boone and, and number eight aside, but their 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 build uh is comparable, uh kind of their style of play. But Daquan's like really fast. <laughs> it's like, dude, this is Kind of nuts. Uh, shout out to Daquan Wright. He had a great, great game yesterday. Got to get him in the end zone. Um, Jalen Lane, three receptions, 32 yards, had a touchdown. Virginia Tech legend, dog, Stephen Gosnell, one reception for 22 yards, and it was a touchdown. Shout first out to, ever. Yep, first ever. Shout out to number 12, uh, Wear on the sleeve. He had a little swag on him. Um, really, really happy for for number twelve, man. Really happy for Stephen Gosnell. Um, kick returns, punt returns. Tucker Holloway, you know, our punt returns. We almost had that one for the touchdown with Jalen Lane with a block in the back, and the way that play was so open, that coverage was so open. I was like, that's a little too good to be true. So when they threw that flag for the block in the back, I was like, yeah, now I could see it. Uh, I didn't really see it, but I could see how that would make sense. Um, you know, we didn't really have to kick and punt that much yesterday because our offense was on a roll. Um, Peter Moore averaged 42.5 yards per punt, which is pretty gangster. Uh, it's wild. Great numbers all around, dude. A lot of players got a lot of touches. A very complete win, especially on offense. We had 600 total yards. What is going on in Blacksburg? 600 total yards. 237 passing yards, 363 rushing yards, 8.3 yards per play. 24 first downs. Two for two on fourth down. Like, 
dang, dude. And we had we had two. What we had five penalties for twenty five yards. That's not the best. Uh, top was thirty five minutes and fifty nine seconds. Um, that's pretty. That's pretty sweet, man. Um, defense, you know, they held their own. Dorian Strong, two picks. Defensive line made it difficult. You know, Castellan is there at the beginning. I was a little worried uh, that he was going to just run all over us all day. But for whatever reason, they kept going back to the air. And he got picked off twice. He was 10 for 20 for 110 yards. And he had a touchdown. Uh, you know, we were really able to to stop, slow them down. Like, as soon as we went up 31 to 7, I, I just – I remember chatting with my dad on the phone and he's like, Grayson, I don't think this team is built to like just clock from a clock management perspective. Like they can't come back from this. It's they'll take up too much time. And uh, yeah, I mean, they, they were there at the end of the third quarter and, you know, playing with zero urgency. I'm like, dude, they're just not going to be able to come back even if they wanted to. Like, even if they had the facilities to do that, they just, you know? So, complete win um, from the Hokies, dude. Any uh, any thoughts on the defensive performance? Yeah. Um, my Dorian Strong narrative remains strong. I've been on the Dorian – you know, the Dorian train falls since, you know, the beginning of the year. That's been, they've been riding. Um, I just thought even the young dudes like Dante Lovett almost had himself a pick. That was a hell of an extension. He had, uh, he's going to be good. Caleb Woodson, going to be good. Uh, everybody just, you know, complimentary football, man. Everybody. Rode for their brother out there. Everybody did their part. Um, it was a true team. I mean, it was an ass whooping. We dogpiled them. Like, it was absolutely amazing and, and exactly what you want to see from a team that knew they had to have it and they had to, you know, every game, I was trying to make a bowl. You're five and five. You got to win one more. And the last game of the year is against somebody you better never lose to. So, in reality, we got to win out. And this is the kind of shit you got to do to do that. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Pete B. from uh, from Too Deep, um, he jumped in the space that Vito hosted yesterday, and I was hanging out in there for a little while. And that, that one turned out really, really funny. That was one of the funniest spaces I've ever, ever been a part of. Uh, and Pete brought up a good point. He said, is it – is this a scenario where it's like you have to win both or you don't win either one? Like he said, there. I don't think there's an in-between here. I don't think it's a you win one, you lose one. I think it's a you have to win both or you, you're you going to lose both. And I was like, that we need to win both. Like we need to I, – I can appreciate like where his head is at. But, you know, obviously – Every Virginia Tech fan, we want to win both. Uh, I would love to clinch a bowl berth next Saturday, so that way 
I don't have to watch the UVA game like I have in the past, hoping like hell the team gets off the bus, comes ready to play like they usually are, with the exception of when UVA has a guy named Bryce Perkins and, you know, takes VT just to the cleaners. I digress. But usually, you know, we favor very well in that football game. And so I just don't want us to have to sit there and play to go to a bowl and also play for the Commonwealth Cup because we've done that a few times, and that is not fun. That that adds a different level of anxiety that I want zero part of. So I, I hope, man, we, we can go, you know, how many games we played at home. We basically go undefeated with the exception of the Purdue game, which, as we've already said on here over the last Victory podcast, that Purdue game I chalk up as a fluke for so many different reasons. But uh, at home, the home cooking has been nice in 2023. Uh, so you got one more one more uh, weekend down in Blacksburg, and uh, here's to hoping the guys can get it done. Um We'll see. But I, I did like what Coach Price said a couple weeks ago. He said, like, don't get in the business of looking past your opponents because you'll get your butt kicked every single time. So on to the Wolfpack. Um, yeah, on <clears> – as Coach Price said, on to FNC State. Yep, on to FNC State. So – But, uh, yeah, I mean, you beat – you handle business against NC State at home. And then you have a bowl berth locked in, and you're going to UVA at a place that it doesn't matter where we play them, we beat them. And you get a chance to prove that you really are the flagship school of this state. Dude, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to be the Cavaliers if that's the case, because I think Pride's going to have them boys so chomping at the bit is going to go crazy. I, I tend to, especially since the game wasn't played last year, obviously we know why that is. want to respect that. Uh, but I tend to agree. And, you know, I, I really would love to just get one more home and go into, going to the UVA game with six wins. It would be pretty badass. And, uh, yeah, that would just be really, really awesome. Uh, you kind of go in there with some confidence, uh, a little bit of a swagger, but you know, got to handle business first against against the Wolfpack, dude. That's that's not a cakewalk. They beat the crap up on uh, on Wake Forest this past weekend, and so uh, they did. Just you know, their quarterback just decided he wanted a red shirt. I don't know how much longer he's going to be in Raleigh, uh, but. Uh, who do you think is going to start? You think they're going to trot Armstrong back out there? Oh yeah, BA BA starting that game. Yeah, facts. And yeah. we love we love some Brennan Armstrong. Uh, he does we? not love himself as a Virginia Tech though. No, he doesn't. Guess what? Cry about it. What are you going to do? Yeah, dope uh, asshole. <laughs> no, I mean like. I, I I don't know what happened over there at UVA, but I I just think his game isn't the same, isn't the, isn't the same. You know, he was a problem at UVA for a long time, dude. You know, he he played with a lot of confidence, a lot of swagger. Never beat Tech at at UVA, but um, yeah, man, 
I expect to see Armstrong be the guy. And so, um, yeah, on to the Wolfpack, dude. Are you gone? Are you going to Blacksburg? Sadly, no. I have to miss this one. I got obligations that, uh, I guess, trump the football game. So, unfortunately, I won't be there. I'll be watching, but I won't be in attendance. So, my appears my last appearance in Lane Stadium for the 2023 football season was a Thursday night domination of Syracuse. So, I think I can live with that. Well, good stuff, man. I mean, like, that's uh, – like, that's obviously – imagine how I feel. I can't go to any of these games. Uh, or I've chosen this season not to. But, um, yeah, I know, I know Lane Stadium is going to be packed. I imagine it will be a complete sellout. And, um, yeah, man, I, um, I'm i excited about it. I, I, I think we can get it done against the Wolfpack. Um. And I honestly think that was part of Prize's um, rationale in the Boston College game where, I mean, he really just, like, was aggressive with the with the calls, like the onside kick and everything, because I felt yeah, like that was nuts. he was like, we're going to crash out on Boston College. We're going to be aggressive. You know, we're going to take a lot of chances. Hopefully we dominate this game because when we come back home, for our potential sixth win, our crowd will be so ruckus that they're really going to help us do a lot more and we won't have to, you know. Like, I feel like they took way more chances against Boston College knowing they were coming home and that just Lane and the environment in general would give them another assist versus NC State, if that makes sense. Right. No, I think I think that makes sense. Um yeah, man, it's we're in the thick of it, dog. We're in the thick of it. It's November. You got hokey sports Monday through Sunday. Um, a very, very exciting time of year. It's crazy to think it's already the middle of November, for the lack of a better term. By the time this comes out, it'll, it'll be Monday, November thirteenth, which is which is crazy to think about, dude. It's like almost time to like. I, I've always been a middle of November. You can turn on the Christmas hits. You know, some people are really adamant about waiting until after Thanksgiving. I've always been like, November 15th, dog, I'll, I'll turn the tunes on. Uh, yeah, bro. Mariah is singing, bro. Mariah, no, she's, she, singing. Mariah is outside. Outside. She's active. Well, Mariah is active. Shout out to her for coming up with a way to make infinite money until the end of time. As long as she is above the crust, she is going to be making money from that all I want for Christmas is you album. I mean, that that is just eternal cash. Um they once asked Macaulay Culkin how much money he made off of Home Alone. And he said, enough money that whatever I want to do for the rest of my life, I can treat as a hobby. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what kind of residuals Macaulay gets from that movie, but I imagine that deal. I think there's details on this. The res the residuals he gets from that film are silly, like in perpetuity, silly. Uh, great movie. That's one of the all time yeah. classics. 
Facts. He did say that during like the month of December, he hates coming outside because everybody's always like, do the face. But like, (laughs) yeah, but uh, he's making appearances now on television shows and like, yeah, I think he's on Celebrity Jeopardy tonight. So like, I'm glad to see him back out here active. Dude, his brother Kieran was on Succession for years. I mean, the the Culkin brothers are they're still out here getting work. Yeah, Rory, Kieran, and uh, Macaulay, and then their uh, lesser known Culkin lookalike cousin or stepbrother Jeff Halfley got his ass beat on Saturday. So, Woof. congratulations. Uh, yeah, man the 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 Culkin brothers. I imagine they're doing just fine. Um, any other, oh yeah, I'll, I'll say this, uh, this coming weekend, going to sell some rowdy for Robbie wristbands. This will be the last game. They're going to be available at, uh, Virginia tech. We'll have a location later this week in a time kind of slot, but, uh, it's, it's been awesome, man. We've raised over a thousand dollars for the testicular cancer awareness foundation, uh, Robbie's parents have been nothing but gracious throughout the entire process. And they're, they're just incredible people. And so if you haven't already done so, man, like the, the wristbands are, they're, uh, they're pretty awesome. Like, you know, they're Virginia tech colors and they support an incredible cause. You know, October is, or excuse me, October, we just had October, which was breast cancer awareness month. And, uh, so it's something that's near and dear to me. And, and I know a lot of other Hokies, so, once I have that information, I will um, I will let y'all know. Uh, but I appreciate all the support throughout this entire football season, I and mean, it's it's been very very special. And we've accomplished what we wanted to accomplish with with the with the wristbands. So, I will say I raised hell in section ten all year long. Did good. Robbie would be very very pleased to know that. Uh, you know, I imagine, I, I don't think it's any coincidence that we've been balling out at home this season. I don't, I don't think that is a coincidence whatsoever. Um, you know, religious or not, we ain't got to get into all that, but I, I think it's, it's pretty special. Um, okay. All right. I do want, I do want to say something because this just came up. I do want to say something. I shouldn't have to say this, but I'm going to say it because it's stupid, but I'm going to say it. I tweeted earlier today that uh, did did <laughs> I, I know you didn't see it and I know why, but I, I don't have to address it. Uh, OxVT made a funny video today on Twitter about the Grant Wells fumble. He puts the Forrest Gump run music over his run. And as soon as he fumbles, he put a giant fart noise. And guess what, dude? I don't care if you're 17 or 75. That will always be funny. And so I thought, like, I saw the video. I'm like, this is so elementary, but it's hilarious. And so I, I was in I was in stitches over it. And I tweeted about it. I said, dude, I just, I'm so sorry, but I've been laughing hysterically at this for the last three minutes. Uh, That is not a slight at Grant Wells. That is not a slight at number six, dude. Uh, I had people reach out to me about this and say, this is in poor taste. Like, 
you know, this is in poor taste. I, uh, I disagree. I completely disagree. Uh, I think comedy is subjective and I saw that video and I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. That's my sense of humor. I think what Ox made is funny. Uh, and I'm never ever going to apologize for that. So again, that is not a slight at Grant Wells. He is on, he plays for the Virginia Tech Hokies. Guess what, dude? He's good in my book. I even tweeted the other day, Mike McDaniel, you know, he's like, dude, we got to get six out there. I was like, dog, I want to, I want him out there, pull one and have six out there dropping 50 yard dimes. Get him out there. So these things ain't that deep, you know? So everyone, like, I ain't trying to hate on the kid. I thought the video was funny. So that's all I'm going to say. But I did want to address that because that's it's ridiculous that I have to. So uh, anyway, I, I that play, man, he almost freaking had it. He almost had it. He took off the offensive line. <laughs> He had that he almost had it, dude. But it's like he was running so fast that he like tripped him. He tripped himself up. Uh, at that point, it was forty-eight to fifteen. So, yeah, I'm not hating on that kid. Are you kidding me? Like, we won, bro. I ain't mad at anyone. Just thought the video was funny. I relax. Um, any any thoughts on that matter, Dan? Uh, I was hoping he was going to house it because I was ready to, I was ready to troll some people on the timeline. Bro, I was going to come at me about Grant Wells. I was like standing up. I was like, go dude, let's go. Take that. I was going to hype. I was like, six God. I was like, six God. I was stoked. And then, you know, shout out to the Boston College defender who like, he really punched it out of there. Uh, he caught up to him and he punched it out of there. That was a very heads up play, but I'm just like, all I could think the entire time was, dude, why has it got to be him? <laughs> like, but we saw all three of our quarterbacks play yesterday, so that was cool. Pop Watson's fast. Wow, that kid is speedy. Uh, I at least when we're in these positions, and I understand, obviously, you don't want to commit turnovers or anything like that. When we were in these positions, I'd love to see him throw the ball a little bit more than they they let on. Uh, but it was cool to see Pop Watson get some reps. And he was kind of marching down the field there for a little bit. So um, that's my thoughts on the game, dude. Hokies kicked ass. We handled business. We move on. Two more this season. Where the hell is the time gone? And... Here we are, dude. Like Thanksgiving is two less than two weeks away from today. You got any fun Thanksgiving plans, Dan? You gonna be with your family? Uh yeah. It'll be different. Um normally I go to my dad's side and then I go meet my mom's side, but she is not coming up from Florida this year for Thanksgiving. So my evening will be clear. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself, but, um, yeah, I have no idea, but, uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. What about you? Staying here in LA, like I normally do. I got a little friends giving action next week. And then, uh, 
might uh, go up to Thousand Oaks. My roommates from up and around there, are folks live up there, and so I might go up there. And uh, but staying out here in California, dude, that's that's it. So very uh, very low key, very very low key Thanksgiving usually is for me. So um, that's wild, man. Very very wild. It's almost that time. So. Damn, that's all I got, brother. That's it for me. Yeah, man. One week away from turkey naps and football. Yep. Turkey naps. Naps on the back with your hands on your chest. (laughs) Yeah. The old man uh, joint. The old man naps. Hopefully we're, uh, we're bowling this time next week. Oh, dude, I'd love nothing more. That would be uh, that would be really really cool if we were. You know what? Beggars cannot be choosers. I'm well aware uh, of that, and that's cool. But dude, you know, I'm gonna be a beggar. I'm gonna be a beggar here. If we go bowling, which I anticipate that we will, but if we have one locked up, let's say in theory, hypothetically, we were to win out. We're sitting seven five, seven and five. Give me a bowl game that is not the military bowl or the sun bowl. That like give me anything but those two. Anything but those two. I imagine we will end up in one of them. Uh, I've heard that there are ties to the San Diego Bowl. ACC has ties to the San Diego Bowl. That, my friend, I could be convinced. And so oh, I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder why. But uh, <laughs> the day the day of that bowl has me actually not so convinced. It's like two days after Christmas. So don't know if I'm going to be back over this way just yet. So we'll see. Um, yeah, man, let's go bowling. Let's lock it up next week. That'd be sick. Uh, in the interim, man, to anyone listening to this, go Hokies. And have a great week, y'all. Get after it. And, Dan, as always, man, uh, I do appreciate it. I I, I love coming on here and, and chatting. Hokie dubs, always a blast. Yeah, we are not in the business of potential cease and desist at Tales from the Terror Dome, so – uh, it will forever be go Hokies, <laughs> go go Hokies. Exactly, C and D and Boston College can CDs go Hokies. 